get those plans laid out and put it into action. Well, what you bring up is a good point because, you know, what you're striving for health-wise, um, it's not a 30-day goal and it's not a 60-day goal. You know, that's going to require consistent, uh, committed effort, doing the, the right things day in and day out for an extended period of time. And I think that's a, a, an area where a lot of people fall short is they're like, okay, I'm motivated to go out and do real estate now. Well, it doesn't work like that. You know, it's it's a it's a long term commitment because if, if you think about it, you want somebody to hire you to help them with most likely the largest deal of their life, the largest transaction they're ever going to do, and uh, who if you want to work with somebody who's committed. You know, and so if you're not committed, what are you projecting out to the world? I know you've done you know extraordinary amount of number of transactions many many years in a row, and so people when they consider doing business with you, they get commitment. And that's what people get about me. And I'm I'm as committed as an individual as anybody will ever meet. And so that assists me huge in business. And uh, you know how we show up on a daily basis is important. And something for all of you that are listening right now to consider. You know, would you hire you? <laughs> you know, if you were looking <laughs> yeah. for a real estate agent, would you hire yourself? And if the answer is no, you know, make some new decisions and step your game up. You know, I I it's funny you say that because I was just talking to a, a coaching client this morning and. I was, they said they wanted to make $100,000 a year. And I said, okay, that's fantastic. So that comes out to about $8,300 a month. So let's pretend that you are your boss. And it's month end and it's time to write the check to your employee, who is you. Would you be willing to write that check for $8,333 based on your performance over the last 30 days? And that was such kind of an eye-opener because I think – in, especially in sales, people have such flexible schedules. They get that opportunity to kind of work when they want to work. And because they don't have any schedule, they don't have a schedule, right? <laughs> yeah, not everybody can manage themselves. And, you know, I, I look at, at my work week, the minimum I put in is 40 hours. Regularly, I put in 50. Occasionally, I'll put in 60. Every once in a while, I'll put in 70. I work five hours every week. Occasionally, I'll work six days a week, or five five days a week. Occasionally, six. Every once in a while, I have a seven-day work week. Uh, it's just what it takes. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people will come to me and they'll say, "Well, Eric, I want to be more successful." And my first question, or one of them, is, "Well, how many hours a week are you working?" I had this guy the other day say he was in dire straits financially, and I said, "Well, how many hours did you work last week?" He said, uh, "About 18." <laughs> like, you need to be working 50 based on where you're at. And so, you know, a, a lot of it is just putting in the time and putting forth the effort and, and just making the decision to do that. So what does a typical day look like for you? You know, my, my day is run by my calendar. And I have an assistant that uh, helps me out with my calendar because it's not the best use of my time to be scheduling appointments. And so whenever I have an appointment, I just send it over to Crystal or to Vicky, and they handle it for me. And so my day, like today, it was a coaching session at 9. It was a group coaching call at 10. It was a one-on-one -on -one coaching session from 11 to 11.30. I had a 12 o'clock coaching session. I had a 1 o'clock uh, group training for a company. Um, had a break after that. I'm on uh, with you now. Uh, I've got a 4 o'clock coaching session. I've got a meeting with a strategic um, partner uh, at 5.00. And then I'll be with my kids, and then in the evening I'll probably put in about two more hours tonight working on getting ready for tomorrow. 
And so, you know, my not every day is that intense, but many of them are. And, you know, my my life is run by my calendar, and I just load up my calendar with high-quality appointments. Uh, and so that's what I focus on. You know, it, it's great that you say that because I've really been focusing on that lately myself as well, is if it does not make it in my calendar, it almost doesn't happen. You know, it's like you have to schedule every single part of your day almost, even down to exercise time, eating time, you know, um, just about everything. I, I had the pleasure of hanging out with some friends this last weekend, and one of the things that we complained about is not getting enough time together. And I said, well, let's sit down right now and let's block out, you know, a few different weekends or days or times when we can get together. And if it makes it in my calendar, it will happen. And I think that's such a vital – I think that's a huge – piece for people who want to produce at high levels. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I mean, the old saying is what doesn't get scheduled doesn't get done. Um, and it's it's not just scheduling appointments. You know, it's, it's scheduling out your goals. You know, one of the biggest mistakes people make with goal setting, uh, they don't have a deadline on it. <clears throat> the, the deadline brings the goal into action. Uh, if your phone bill didn't have a due date, uh, we'd never pay it. And so when you know you're thinking about what it is that you want to accomplish, I'll regularly tell coaching clients, you know, go 90 days out and create a timeline for all the things that you want to accomplish over the next 90 days. Set deadlines up, and what that does is it, it puts you into action. I decided I want to train a million people by the time I'm age 75. Well, I looked at my life. I go, well, I'm 43 now. I got to get going. I got to be a massive action now if I want to achieve that goal by the time I'm 75. So, you know, deadlines are important. Goal setting is important. And having goals that are big enough to get you into action, you know, it's a, it's something that's been a, you know, a key part of me. I never wake up in the morning and have a hard time motivating myself. You know, I, I set my life up in a way that requires that I peak perform. Uh, and, you know, it's something worth considering if you're listening right now and, and you want to perform at a higher level. So I've noticed, too, that you started doing a, a phone call, I think, once a week for kind of like a support call. You know, I was doing um, it, I was doing a weekly encouragement call, and um, one one of the things that I do is I trust my intuition, and when I get a gut feel on things, I you know strongly consider taking action. And I got this very strong feeling one day uh, to do a give back call once a week, um, and I called it encouragement evening. And I started doing that, and I've I've changed it uh, down to once a month. It just became a little bit too much to keep up with um, that level of, of calls. So on the first Sunday of every month at 6 o'clock California time, uh, I do a free call. Um, it's at encouragementevening.com. Uh, it's, it's really not designed to promote my business. Um, it's designed to, to share positive encouragement with people because I, I recognize something in myself that when I was around negative people, and this is kind of the obvious thing, but when I was around negative people, it affected my state. And when I was around positive people, it uplifted me. And so I started strategically changing my associations and hanging out with people that would encourage and uplift me. And, and I, as I became aware of how powerful encouragement is, I thought, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't have people in their life that are, you know, motivators and encouragers and can pull them up to a higher level of success. And so from that realization, I decided to make it available for free for anybody that wanted that on a monthly basis. And and so uh, we've had a lot of success with it, and people really enjoy it. 
Yeah, I've I've watched it, and like I said, I've been watching on Facebook a lot, and I've noticed you push you doing these uh, what do they call like bombs, <laughs> going and liking um, a variety of people's Facebook pages, and I think that sometimes people don't realize how important just those little tiny things are. They seem like little things, but they make somebody feel um, important or special or like you're noticing. It's kind of that just when you walk by somebody and smile type of thing. Have you noticed that a lot more? Have you noticed that changing how you do things? Yeah. I mean, if the right person encourages you, if you get a positive text from the right person, if you get a <clears throat> if you get a comment on your Facebook page from the right person, um, you know, it, it makes a huge, huge difference. And, uh, you know, what I started doing on, on Facebook is that it was almost like an experiment to see, you know, what would happen if I just started really encouraging people on Facebook. And so, uh, you know, I coined this phrase, the like bomb, where you would go on somebody's wall and, and you would just like three of their posts. And what happens is when you do that, it shows up in their notifications, and your smiley face, if you, if you have a smiley profile, it shows up, boom, boom, boom. And if you do that enough, you're going to get somebody's attention. Um, it's pretty interesting. You know, if you're looking, you know, you want to do business with somebody, you start like bombing their page. It just means liking three of their posts in a row, and you do it several times over the course of maybe a month. You know, they're going to start noticing you, and they're probably going to start liking uh, your pages as well. And I had this one weekend where – I think I had like 842 likes or something on my wall. I mean, all these people. <laughs> and I just realized the more I did likes on other people's pages, the more they liked mine. And it really taps into, you know, as human beings, we're really all about ourselves. And right. so if you want somebody to like or comment on your page, well, you like or comment on their page. And they'll reciprocate because they're enjoying that. And so, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing. And I'll try different things on Facebook just to kind of – just. Try different things. It doesn't cost anything, and, and so I've done a lot of encouraging on Facebook, and and uh, it's been interesting to see what a positive response people have. And another interesting thing is my comment, my posts that get the most likes are, if you're going through a tough time, read this, and those are the posts that get the the most response, and and it just kind of speaks to how I think that people, a lot of people are hurting right now, whether it's financially or in their relationship, their committed relationship, or they want one and they don't have one, or they're in one and they're, but they're lonely, or um, they're struggling with their health, or they're, you know, they're just, people are going through a lot right now. And uh, I've just been observing that in, in how people respond on Facebook. You know, when it comes to likes, it really comes under that theory, the more you give, the more you get, you know, that the more you put out there and the more you help others, the more it really truly comes back to you. And I think sometimes with social media, people forget the part of the the phrase that is actually social, which means to be able to reach out and touch somebody else, connect with them in some way, shape, or form. I know for me that you know Facebook has been a huge part of of what I do for a living and how I reach out and how I connect with people. It's really the main way that I am able to connect with people because anymore. You know, people have got such busy lives, it's really hard to stay connected unless you're able to get on Facebook and see what's going on with people. So I love it. I have a ton of fun with it. I think it's a great way to, to reach out and connect with people. A lot of times people you would never know. You would never know what's going on with them. 
you would never have the time to sit down with them or you know all those different things so it's definitely a great a great resource yeah it's a, it's a it's a free tool and you know there's millions hundreds of millions of people on there and uh, it's interesting cuz you you can get um really unprecedented access to people so for example if somebody wanted to connect with me they could send me a direct message whereas if they called my office they'd get my assistant and then maybe they'd get phone time with me maybe not but when you message somebody through social media i mean there's a woman named Mel Robbins who's a big TV personality and she's on the news and all this stuff and doing great things and i watched her ted talk and it had over 500,000 views and i was really inspired by it and i reached out to her directly hey mel i watched your ted talk i was really inspired she responded back and uh, i got this inspiration to invite her to do a virtual seminar with me and so last december she team taught a seminar with me and um it was all over you know direct communication over facebook so it's a way to reach people that you would not normally access because with Mel, I would have called her office and got her assistant, and you know maybe I get on the, on her calendar, maybe not. So there's a lot of benefits um, to social media. One of the pitfalls is that when you publish on when you post on social media, you're actually publishing, and you're publishing like you would in a newspaper or on ABC TV, uh, you know, and so. Um, you know, you, you're literally publishing to the world, and with that publishing, there's a responsibility, and it's the reason why I always do uh, positive posts, and uh, it's just something to be aware of because you, you know you post something up there, and you are speaking to anybody who wants to read what you're writing, and uh, so it's just important to just be aware that uh, you are publishing just like you would be uh, in a newspaper or on a major TV. You know, it's it cracks me up because I think that. For some reason, people don't realize that, and even I, the younger generation, I think, is really struggling with that right now, with with Twitter and you know Snapchat and Facebook. Is that they? I don't think that they understand or realize. Like my son said one day, "Mom, get off my Twitter. That's my personal life." <laughs> I said, "I said what?" <laughs> <laughs> You're broadcasting to a hundred million people, son. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. How do you think it, that that's your personal life? You know, it just—I just thought that that was hilarious, and that really, in a lot of ways, is how the younger generation looks at social media in that way. I try to remain very neutral on Facebook. You know, I don't get involved in in religious or political things. And again, I, as just like you, I try to remain as positive as I possibly can and keep upbeat. And a lot of times, you know, there's that. What's that? Uh, um, the drunk dialing, so now you got to be careful of drunk posting. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I saw this guy the other day. He, he was down at the beach, and um, I know him through business, and and uh, <laughs> he had this, this drunk video, and he decided that it would be a good idea to publish that on Facebook. And I looked at him, and it's like, really? Like, that's what yeah. you want to publish? On, but that's what he wanted to publish. And so, you know, it's... um. You know, you and I, in, in the roles that we have in the world, we're, we're leaders. <clears throat> we're business owners. You know, we have a following of people that look to us and so forth. And like right now, we're we're publishing this podcast is being published, and people from all over the world can listen to it. And and we understand the responsibility that goes with being a leader and goes with publishing. And and the challenge with social media is that you've now given responsibility to people that 
they have no clue. You know, when you have payroll, you you understand responsibility. You know, and and when exactly. you um, you know, especially like talking about with kids, you know, they they don't, they don't have any clue that what they're doing and the ramifications of it and the digital footprints and the the, the you know the actions that the consequences of their actions on on what they're they're posting. And so you know, it's just something for all of us to be mindful of, just to realize you're publishing when when you post. Yeah. So you mentioned um, earlier we were talking, and you mentioned that you have a new app out. Yeah, you know, one of the things I think is important uh, for all of us to to be tuned into, um, I get asked this question all the time, Eric, what's changed in sales over the last five years? And my answer is always the same. You know, sales is sales. Sales has not fundamentally changed. What's changed is the integration of technology into the sales process. I mean, I think back, um, you know, when I – had purchased homes in the past, I'd go to the real estate agent and then they would, you know, show me the properties that were on the MLS. And, you know, now you just go to realtor.com and anybody can go look up the properties themselves. And, and, uh, you know, so technology's changed in real estate, it's changed, you know, virtually every industry. And so I think it's important to look at how we can create leverage uh, in our businesses through technology. And so I um, had an app built. And you can find the app in the App Store. You just go in the in the App Store on your smartphone, and you type in my name, Eric with a C E R I C, Lothholm L O F H O L M, Eric Lothholm. You just type it in the App Store. You can instantly download it. And so what it does is it allows me to reach my people that have the app for free, and I message them um, five times a week, so Monday through Friday. And what I message them is a, um, a success idea. And so today, what was sent out to them, it was, it's a push notification through the app, and it's small wins creates confidence. And so it shows up as a notification on the app, just like on any app that you have if you get notifications. And so it's cool because now I can reach anybody anywhere in the world for free. And then I do a lot of um, free events. I do virtual events. I do live seminars. And, of course, we have paid events too, but we do a lot of them for free. So we just post all of the free seminars live and virtual in the app. And so you know, if you want to get plugged in and receive free professional sales training and get a success message once a day, you just go and, and you get my app. And so you know, being on a podcast like this, over time, you know, however many people listen to this, we might have you know, 25 people download the app or 50 or 100 or 1,000 or 10,000, depending on how many people listen. Uh, and so it's, it's – um, one of many things that I'm doing to integrate technology into my sales process. Now, I know that, too, a month or two ago, you started a magazine as well. Yeah. You know, a buddy of mine showed me his um, – he has a church planter magazine, and it's for people that are interested in planting churches, and it's on the iPad, and it's a digital – it's a free digital magazine, and I looked at it. And uh, I, I said, his name is Pete, and I said, I want one of those. And he goes, one of what? I said, I want my own sales magazine. He goes, well, yeah, of course. I mean, who wouldn't want their own magazine? I go, and you're going to do it with me because he knows how to put these magazines together. And, you know, he's busy like you and I are. So imagine if I said to you, Marguerite, hey, check it out. We're going to partner, and you're going to do a magazine for me. You're like, Eric, come on, get realistic. <laughs> so I used my sales skills and persuasive powers to influence Pete to do uh, a magazine. So we have the I Love Selling uh, magazine, and you can get it for free at ilovesellingmag.com, ilovesellingmag.com, and it's for a smartphone, a tablet, an iPad, 
Uh, it's free digital magazine. We've done three issues so far. We're in 60 countries already. We're in the Apple newsstand. And uh, so it's um, another way of integrating technology. And it's another opportunity around publishing. Because now, see, in the old days, if you want to do a magazine, it probably cost you 50 grand a month, right? This podcast, we could call this podcast a radio show. In the old days, if you wanted the radio show, you'd have to go down to the radio station and tell them why they should you know, put your show on and, and so forth. Well, well, now you don't have to do that. <laughs> now anybody can go to a magazine if you want. Anybody can podcast, and it, it, it's a smart thing. What I'm doing, what you're doing is really smart because it positions us as experts. Uh, it's a way to differentiate and, um, and be viewed as thought leaders in, in our market space. And so you know, something for all of you to consider is how can you position yourself as a thought leader? Well, you know, I'm I'm fascinated by that uh, that new title that seems to have come up over the last few years in that people that are really spending the majority of their time just trying to think differently, think bigger, think of new ways and innovative ways to do things. And I'll tell you, you get around people like that, they're so inspiring. I mean, just about everything they say, you wish you could document it all. And it's fun, you know, to be honest with you, the reason I created this podcast was because I just wanted to be able to talk to cool people and have the opportunity to get to know some of the people that I admire and I'm inspired by. And it's been really kind of taking a life of its own. If People are starting to call me now and ask if, you know, they can be on the podcast. And I think it's so fun. It's It's just great to be able to talk to to just wonderful people. And what I've found is the more successful people are, the more they're willing to share. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think Yeah, well, what you're doing is it's an interesting thing because at the end of the day, we're all about ourselves. So mm-hmm. if you can create something that allows someone else to tap into that, right? So me as a speaker, I'm looking for places to get my message out. So, you know, if I have time in my calendar and somebody invites me to be on a on a, a podcast like this or submit an article, I'm going to I'm going to say yes to that. So it you're it's like a magnet. You know, you're attracting these people to you and who are you attracting? You're attracting other thought leaders. You're attracting people that view themselves as somebody who has something to say. And uh, you know, that's a really powerful place to come from because when you can go out and and create value for people, you know, which is what you're doing with this radio show or, or what I do with with my magazine, or when I do the encouragement evening, you know, these are all things that create value for people, and it, and it's just a it's a really powerful thing. So, what's next for you? What's on your horizon? Well, um, I, I got a lot of things going. Um, we are automating my business, and so what that looks like is, you know, currently how I enroll somebody into my program is they'll have a phone conversation with myself or one of my coaches or I'll go out and give a speech like, you know, when I've spoken at your offices before. And that's, it's about to change. And I'll still continue to do that work and the coaches will still talk to people over the phone. But most of our enrollments are going to happen through um, automation. So somebody will come to my website, they'll watch a webinar, and then if they resonate with the message, they'll sign up and, and become one of my clients. I have four different levels. So we're automating that entire process. That's probably realistically going to take me to through the end of this year, another six months. Um, I have three books that I'm working on right now. I launched my first major book last November, and that's doing really well. 
And I have um, another book that's just about to launch um, called Duplication. It's for the network marketing industry. And then my second major book is coming out in November, and I've got my writer. I have a writer that I've teamed up with, and, and we have that coming out. The third book, uh, if, if we were able to stay on schedule in February. So those are some of the short-term things. My, my long-term goal is I want to franchise my business, and I want to put 100 Eric Home sales training centers in 100 major cities throughout the world. So that's the bigger game. Um, that will come after we get the infrastructure in place. So those are you know some of the things that I'm working on uh, in the near future. Well, you've got a million things going on. That sounds all very, very exciting. So what are some ways that people can reach out to you? How can someone work with you if they wanted to? A um, couple of things. You know, One, I get my app. Um, that will get you connected to everything. Uh, you can also go to saleschampion.com. That's my main website, saleschampion.com. Um, opt in for my um, email list, and I can stay in touch with you via email. And if you can make any of the live seminars, we do a lot of virtual and the virtual events. They're, you can do them on your computer or your smartphone, and they're very efficient. But we do live seminars. I've got events coming up in Utah, Denver, uh, San Diego, San Francisco. Uh, I'm going to be in um, Irvine, California. Uh, most of it's West Coast. If if you can make it to a live event, it's just something really powerful about being there in that energy, in that environment. And so um, we do a lot of free half-day, one-day, and two-day uh, live seminars. So those are some different ways uh, that you can get plugged in. So one last question, Eric, and then we'll wrap it up. If you were to talk to somebody who had just started their sales career, brand new into sales, whatever that sales is, what do you think is the best advice you could give them? Well, it comes back to you know being a, a long-term strategic thinker. So let's just take real estate. You know, if I'm brand new in real estate, I want to create a vision of becoming a professional real estate agent. Um, I want to build a database of say a thousand people that know me as their real estate agent. I'm going to pick an area of town. And I might work different areas, but there's going to be one main area that I'm going, to, I'm going to claim as mine, and I'm going to introduce myself to everybody in that neighborhood as the new real estate agent in town. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to put the time in to get professionally trained. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell in the book Outliers talks about the 10,000 hour rule, and he says spend 10,000 hours doing something and you become an expert. So 10,000 hours is five full time years. There's 2,000 hours in a year uh, if you're working full time. So, you know. Have a vision to put in those first 10,000 hours, you know, to really become an expert. The last thing I'll say, you know, you need a mentor. I've had many of them in my life. Um, in order for somebody to be a mentor, they need a mentee. And so th- when, when my mentor, Dr. Moyne, I created value for Dr. Moyne because I was the student. He created value for me because he was the teacher. So um, mentors need mentees. And uh, so find somebody that, that wants to be a mentor. Um, you know, and really, really cherish that relationship. You know, take care of that relationship. I still am in, in communication with my mentor. So those, those are, a, you know, a, a couple of things. Um, I didn't, I forgot to mention this, but you know, go get my book on on Amazon.com. It's called The System. It's Ten years of my my best work that I wrote and put in this book. You know, be a reader. You know, leaders are readers, and have a library of information you can get as an ebook on your smartphone for two ninety nine or ten bucks for the paperback. Get a library of books. Uh, and just 
you know, have goals, long-term strategic goals, and have a vision for what you want to create. We become what we think about. That was from the strangest secret of Earl Nightingale, the first record, actual, you know, we don't do records anymore, but it sold over a million copies. And, and the punchline was, the point of it, the, the moral was, we become what we think about, you know, and so like what you're doing, Marguerite, in your life, you know, what I'm doing is because that this is what we focus on, you know, because we focus on that, that's what we produce. And, and a lot of people, they just haven't taken the time to create a vision for their life, and they're wondering, well, how come I'm not more successful? <laughs> you know, and you got to put a vision together. So those are my uh, my, my my final thoughts. Well, Eric, I really appreciate you taking the time today. It means a lot to me. And we will have links to his website and information on um, our website at marguerite.crisvilla.com so you can access it there and stay in touch. Definitely download the app. I did it while we were on the phone. So it takes literally minutes, and there's some great stuff there. So be sure to check it out. And thank you again, Eric, for being on this call today. I really appreciate it. All right, Marguerite, you're welcome. Have a great day. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.